Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Look at there. Look at us. It's the Get Up Show. That's us. I'm Sean. Charlie and Maddie are right over here. We are Hi. right over here. And this is the Simon Says Podcast, episode 35, am I right? 35? You are correct. Something like that. Neat. Be sure you subscribe. I was looking at it the other day, and I see that there's a subscribe button. You can see right there. It's right above this thing you're listening to right now. Look at it right there, up to the right, right there. Okay, click it. Click that. And there's also places where you can, like, I don't know, rate it and put, like, reviews on how awesome it is. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Come on. I couldn't find any of that stuff. There's this thing going around today, marital rating scale, and this is from 1939. Oh, wow. It's asking, could your marriage today pass this test from 1939? Do you want to hear the husband test or the wife test? Uh, Both. Yeah, start with the husband. Okay, the husband's chart first. There's a demerits list and a merits list. Ooh, okay. On the demerits list... The husband stares at or flirts with other women while out with his wife. Okay, don't do that. I think that's still frowned upon. Yes. (laughs) That hasn't changed. Reads newspaper at the table. I think that's rude. (laughs) Yeah. I think you just sub in smartphone and that's all that is. Oh, that's true. Fails to come to the table promptly when meal is ready. (gasps) Oh, my pet peeve. Yes, definitely not rude. Definitely rude. Brings guests home for meals without warning his wife. (laughs) I love that idea. Uh, Honey, I brought home everybody from the office. Where's our prime rib? Doesn't phone when late for dinner. Well, I think that was more of a thing back then, not so much now. Because nobody phones, period. Compares wife unfavorably with his mother. Don't ever do that. That's timeless. That's just creepy in general. Publicly praises bachelor days and regrets having married. Oh, that's Again, sweet. don't do that. Aw. That's sweet. My life was so great before you. Criticizes his wife in public. That's just no. awful. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. These all hold up. Yeah, that's awful 1939 or whatever year it is. Belches without apology or blows <laughs> nose at table. Ew. Again, I, it holds up. I always say, excuse me. Well, you shouldn't do it. You should just watch that. You you really relish your belching. You get it out there. You I like, can't help it. I think can. I'll die if I keep it in. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to die, man. No. If that's really it, I really don't. Don't want, die. I, don't, I don't want you to die. It's science. Okay, back to the list. 
Here's another demerit for a husband in 1939. Leaves dresser drawers open. <laughs> That's just a, what monster does that? I'm more guilty of that than he is. Oh, don't do it. Don't you I don't do it. That's I, like, I don't do it on purpose. I don't know why I do it. It's so I don't know weird. why people do it. My daughter does it. I don't understand. It's like you're not finishing things. Just it's it's the last thing you do after you open the drawer, you get out what you need, you close the drawer. It's part of it. It's yeah. all part of it. Uh, here's one. Leaves shoes in living room. Ugh. Pick them up. Again, you monster. And the last demerit for a husband in 1939. Look out. He snores. <sighs> They didn't have a CPAP I, back then, did they? No, I ain't got no CPAP. <laughs> so, you know, these things are, are basic, common things for marriage. Yeah, I, right. th- they haven't changed. Do you want to hear what a good husband does in 1939? Okay. Yeah, sure. Gives wife ample allowance <laughs> or turns his paycheck over to her. Okay. Sure. You're okay with a wife getting an allowance? That sounds a little condescending. Listen, hey, right cash is cash. Top. How do I get my allowance? (laughs) Yeah, I'd like one. Number two, courteous to wife's friends. Yes. Frequently compliments wife, R.E. looks, cooking, housekeeping, etc. Yes. Ah, you cleaned real good tonight, honey. Remembers birthdays, anniversaries, etc. Yes. Helps wife with dishes, caring for children, and scrubbing. (laughs) Yes. Just general scrubbing and... uh, uh, I guess with all that elbow grease. Honey, we've got more scrubbing to do in here. <laughs> I'll be right there, darling. Um, what is this? Polite and mannerly, even when alone with his wife. Yes. <laughs> Especially when alone with his uh, wife. Ah, see everyone is gone. Let me far, far, fart in front of you. <laughs> Look, honey, I have no one to show off for now. Belch, belch. <laughs> Consults wife's opinion with business and social affairs. Yes. Has a date with his wife at least once per week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hard now. Uh, reads newspaper, books, or magazines aloud to his wife is a big <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, no. My wife would kill me. <laughs> is a good conversation. You know what? My cousin Mark does that. He will still, to this day, if he finds something interesting in the paper... No matter what's going on, he will read the entire thing aloud to everybody around. <laughs> That's Whether they're so listening or not. So yes. obnoxious. But you have to listen because he's got that booming Eastern Shore voice, whatever the story is, and he'll quote it, you know, the whole thing. Uh, number 10, a good conversationalist. <laughs> Steady worker and good provider. Yes. yes. Uh, bring it home. And finally, the last one for a good husband, he leaves the car for his wife on days she may need it. Well, see, there you go. All right. (laughs) Now, would you love to hear what a good wife versus a bad wife was like in 1939? I bet it's going to be pretty similar to what it is today. You think so? Oh, Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go (laughs) through the the demerits for, uh, these are demerits for a wife. Slow in coming to bed. Delays till husband is almost asleep. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Doesn't like children. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, who does? <laughs> Fails to sew on buttons or darn socks regularly. <laughs> Dare she. Wears soiled or ragged dresses uh, and aprons around the house. What a slob. Uh-oh. This one's bad. Wears red nail polish. How? Hussy. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. 
You can't leave the house like this. <laughs> Look at you, all bold and red. Often late for appointments. No, oh, be wow. on time. Uh, what is this? Seems. What is, oh, oh my God! The seams in her hose are often crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a demerit. That's a big demerit right there. I couldn't even put that together because that's so outdated. The seams uh, in her hose are often crooked. I'm out of here. Wow, really? You're do it. You're gonna go out like that, are you? <laughs> Goes to I bed with to... curlers in her hair Ugh. or face cream. Oh, God, when else are we supposed to do it? She's gross. Puts her cold feet on her husband to warm them. Uh, I want a divorce. She's the worst. She's a backseat driver. Yeah. Okay. That goes back to what we were talking about on the radio about parking spots. Uh, We'll get to that. Hold on. She flirts with other men at parties or in restaurants. That's That's not good. (laughs) She's suspicious and jealous. She has no reason to be. Don't worry about it. Of course not. Unless she's got those dang seams on her stockings out of whack. Come on. (laughs) Curlers are in her hair. Yeah, then come on. All right, now here's the good list. This is the good list for a wife of 1939. Uh She's a good hostess, even to unexpected guests. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) That you weren't supposed to bring home. That's right. She has meals on time. Yeah, she does. She can carry on an interesting conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, good wife. That's a good wife. <laughs> good job. Good. Oh, that was a person. fantastic conversation. Wow, you said some things. Uh, can play a musical instrument like a piano wow. or a violin. That would okay, be nice. Okay, that's asking a lot. She dresses for breakfast. What? <laughs> She's a neat housekeeper, tidy and clean. Oh, that is actually kind of nice. She personally puts the children to bed. Oh, look at her go. Ooh, here we go. She never goes to bed angry. She always makes up first. Uh, really? And it's on her because probably, you know, it's because those you... hoes were out of line. <laughs> <laughs> asks, hu- asks husband's opinion regarding important decisions and purchases. Oh, yeah. Opinion or permission? Well, I think that's implied. <laughs> yeah. This was 1939. Yeah, exactly. 1939, good list. The good wife also has a good sense of humor. She's jolly and gay. <laughs> yes, she is like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, what, what's happening there? <laughs> She's religious. She sends the children to church on Sunday and goes to Sunday school herself. Good for her. And... She lets the husband sleep late on the weekend and holidays. Oh, I wish. Uh, there you go. When does she get to sleep late? Don't well, worry clearly, about it. Clearly, to be a good wife. you got to get she... up two hours to get ready for breakfast. Yeah, get That's your right. hair done. <laughs> yeah, she got to get dressed for breakfast to be a good wife in 1939. <laughs> uh, a tattered dress and apron uh, you're wearing. So, well, so the things for men basically have not changed, and the women's things have changed drastically. Yeah, for, for men, be a generally good human being. <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> that, that, those are pretty, you know, basic rules of life. That wasn't wow. nearly as as uh, horrifying as I thought it was going to be, though. I thought that was going to be way more offensive than that. What do you think, yeah, Charlie? Was that awful? Uh, it's not that bad, quite honestly. I mean, it's just very dated because some of those things just don't matter anymore, except for the hose. Some of those are just <laughs> that's just random, though. Like the "Don't let your cold feet touch." Keep your dirty, ice cold feet away from me. I'm I'm trying to sleep here, and what are you doing sneaking in late? <laughs> like some of those things are just like you better come to bed on time. 
Yeah, but you guys were were really arguing. There was a real argument going on on our radio show. If you don't know, we have one on a radio station called 98.7 Simon. And these two were, they were going to town about people who argue about where to park because half of couples argue about parking spaces in the car together. And I just sat back and enjoyed it because... Well, but okay, right now, Sean, you don't have a significant other to argue about parking spaces with. But when you were married, when you were married, did the same argument happen? Mm, I would be the one. Does your kid ever do it? My kid is so easygoing, man, and she thinks that I know everything and that I'm the coolest. And so if I think there's a parking space that's 100 yards away from the the most convenient one, she knows that there's a good reason for that. Oh, really? She just yeah. not, she's not paying attention. She's too busy staring at her phone. But, but so this argument, even though Maddie and I are having it with each other, it's the same argument we've had with our significant others because, but I have learned, uh, I finally, after quite a few times, learned just to, you know, let him park and walk and just, it's not worth it, but right. it is annoying as can be. I actually feel like this is a surrogate argument that I don't have because <laughs> I don't, want, <laughs> it's not, there's certain arguments it's not, not worth having, but I do exactly. love that. See, that's the thing. Like I, I, I don't ever be like, you know, I won't ever, if she's driving, I'm never like, oh, there's one or there's one or why don't you do, what, what, what's wrong with that one? But I, I Are feel you like, sure? I swear I don't. Uh, maybe I, I need to call her. I bet, <laughs> bet you don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah, oh, I, I think I, I did that more than any of my significant others. I would be the one to point it out, or and then it, at some point though, I will tell you that I stopped doing it, and I would just internalize it. And like I've told you before, Maddie, I would take my needs and my feelings and push them and down, shove them down. Here, here, Keep talking. Shove I'm going to see down. if she'll answer the phone. So yeah, I would see that <laughs> perfect on. parking space. And, and I would not say anything about it. I would just say, hey, there's a perfect parking space and we're driving right past it. Oh, well, hey, here's another great parking space. We're driving right past it. Is she answering? Uh, not yet. It's ringing. Hold on. You know, all of these scientific studies that they do about the differences between men and women, I think they need to study why I think a certain parking place is perfect as opposed to why you do, because I think our reasons behind those are completely different. I have been in the car with another couple where my best friend's wife... Oh, hey, hold on one second. Oh, good, go. Can I talk to you real quick on the podcast? I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Yeah, hold on. Oh, this is good. Do I have your permission to put you on the... Oh, jeez, come <laughs> Honey, on. Honey, do I ever tell you, if we're driving in a parking lot, do I ever point out parking spots to you? Hello? Hello? Yeah, do, do I ever point out parking spots to you? I don't think so. Yeah, see, that's what I said. Okay, that's all you need to know about Wait, this conversation. Wait, he doesn't. Hold on. No, they, she can't hear you guys, so don't worry about it. Okay, so ask her. Say, Charlie wants to know. Charlie wants to know. Hold on, honey. He never tells you where to park? Uh, he. She wants to know that I never tell you where to park. No, it's usually the other way around. I'm usually mad at you about your parking spot. See, I told you. <laughs> okay. They all, they're all, they're all just booing you, and they're all really, no. They're like, oh, no, we're you. booing you because we don't believe you. You try and mansplain other things to me. Okay, okay. Wait, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. I love you. Bye. Bye. Uh, I think I feel vindicated somewhat on that. Yeah, okay, so-, so that that is one of your arguments that you have learned to shoved down for the needs of others yeah but again i i also i just think it's funny because it's it's happened before and it's like i don't know what it is but i don't know for something about parking lots it turns into like (laughs) chaos but 
Yeah, you sit there and you, even if you don't say anything out loud, you internalize it because mm-hmm. I know that's what I do. I will sit there and I'm like, oh, why isn't he perking there? Why isn't he perking there? But I don't say it. Why do you but, internalize it with him, but you, you tell us all of your um, distaste for all the things that we do? <laughs> because I don't have to share a house with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can turn around and go home after being with you two. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Hey, okay, real quick, this just in. Guess what I just found on my floor? Oh, another find- another potato stick. <laughs> You're regularly eating off the floor, man. I'm, I'm getting that was concerned. So, that was really exciting. Was there any hair on it? I don't think so. Sorry. Do you, I, you know, I've I've been thinking twice about eating off the floor. I guess it depends on what exactly you're eating off the floor. A potato stick is dry. Right. And it couldn't have been on the floor very long for anything to have crawled on it and right. brought with it any germs or bacteria or anything. So that's good. Yes. The, but the if, moisture level of the food mm-hmm. is a highly a, determining factor. You're tr- but that's 100% because they did a thing like a long time or a while back about the five second rule. And they said it 100% has to do with the moistness of the object hitting the ground. Uh-huh. So if whatever it is is wet, that time goes way down. Like So if I drop a potato stick, it's fine for how, however long. Mm-hmm. But if it was a... Uh, if there was ketchup on that pudding, stick. yeah, yeah, <laughs> tomato soup, yeah, I shouldn't lick that up. I'll give you an example from the other day. I was doing my chicken salad on cucumber slices, as I do, and mm. I picked one up, and the chicken salad slid off onto the floor, and it was a good sized hunk of chicken salad. Oh. And I was looking at the cucumber, and I was looking at the chicken salad on the floor. I looked back at the cucumber. I looked back at the chicken salad. <laughs> That's on the floor. too long. That's five seconds. Yeah, but see- I'm thinking. You know, chicken salad is way too wet to eat that off the floor, but yeah. it was a big glob. And my daughter's watching this whole process go on in my mind. And she's like, you're going to eat that? And I was like, I think I'm going to try to eat the top off of it. That's what I was going to say. You can eat half of it. Half of it did not touch the floor. See, a lot yeah. of times it's a race between me and the dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'll be cooking and I'll drop a piece of meat or something. I'm like, get back! And I'm down there fighting them off. I'm like, this is still good. That's another consideration. Like, how precious is the food that has dropped? If it's yeah. a piece of filet mignon versus a piece of bologna, you might let that bologna go where you might fight that dog for that piece of steak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, though, real talk, how many times have you dropped something while cooking and then quickly looked? And if no one's paying attention, throw it right back in the pan. Mm, I, I, I eat alone. Well, I had an incident once where I was making uh, potatoes, mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. And I had the whole big, huge pot of boiled potatoes that I was trying to drain into the sink. And the steam came up real fast and scared me. And I ended up dropping the entire pot of potatoes all over the floor. Oh, God. But they weren't mashed yet. So I picked them all up, rinsed them off, and mashed potatoes. Oh, well, if you rinsed it, yeah. Well, I had to. That's a non-event. Not always. <laughs> no, nah, if you rinsed it, that's nothing. You did good. You, yeah, there still were potatoes all over. They were all over the floor. See, the other not. thing that happens in my house a lot is that no matter what you do, my dog's hair ends up in everything. Yeah. So I can play it off. If there's food, if there's hair in the food, it'd be like, well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> dogs. Do you guys dogs. have a problem with hair in the food? Because my, my little girl finds no. hair in everything she eats and drinks. And, you know, my vision is such that I'd have to have magnifying glass to see that. And so you, I'm blissfully ignorant. 
You know what's actually the problem <laughs> that's been happening lately? And Maddie, I don't know if you've ever run into this, but my boyfriend has a very huge bushy beard these days. And every once in a while, <laughs> he'll find a beard hair in his food. I'm like, I didn't do it. But that's Not his. Me. Yeah. His yeah, brain. but it still fell out of his face. No, generally, I mean, 99.9%, it is my dog. And it's just my dog. So it's always, always, you know, like I went to go boil water the other day and there was a hair in there and I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) Really? Yes. It's her hair. It's okay. And now it's gotten to the point where I hear about it a lot. Um, So there's like tumbleweeds off of her. And the other two dogs are, you know, they're chihuahuas. They're short hair dogs. And then I've got my black lab and it's just hair. Like the other day it looked like um, it looked like an experiment where it was like regrowing tail. So it was like that long, like a tumbleweed, but it was in like a tail shape. So I'm like, oh, look, she's she, she's keeping some around just in case. She's growing another dog. Yeah. I, does I she really, shake a lot? Like, how does it end up in your boiling water? I don't know. It's nah, just, you know, it's everywhere. I say this from a place of love. You need to clean your house more. Dude, that's the thing. I'll call her back. My wife is a <laughs> don't diligent. Call her back. No, I know. She We've bothered her out. enough today. No, but she's a ridiculous cleaner. Like that, like, and then I'm, that's not even like a rude 1939. Like she, that's her jam. She digs it, and she is meticulous. It's just my dog. It's like poof, and then it's out in the air, and it's everywhere. What do you guys think about horror movies? Are you horror movie fans currently, or were you coming along? Were you horror movie people? Because when I was a teenager, when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, all along in there, couldn't get enough horror movies. I don't know if you guys remember the magazine Fangoria. Oh, yeah. It was dedicated Mm -hmm. to the goriest parts of the horror movies like Friday the 13th, the Freddy Krueger and all that stuff. And it was dedicated to the guys who did the special effects. And it was just, when I think about it now, it's just awful. I could not bring myself to watch those movies or look at that magazine now. But back then, I was all in. Where are you guys on horror movies? I've never been a big fan of gore, but I like suspense and scared I like mm-hmm. that. I hated it all for a very long time. I was a very nervous child. <laughs> really? <laughs> but now I, I dig it. Like, I really got into the Conjuring movies. Like, I love the supernatural stuff, but I am not as much a fan of the gore. Like, I never got into Saw because it was too much. It was no, almost I, like I it, it, when it's just like aggressively splatter. Yeah, I never saw any of those because that's after I turned sensitive. I don't know what the switch was that flipped with me where I went from being all in and couldn't see enough of those like Motel Hell and Texas Chainsaw Everything and The Hills Have Eyes, the original Mm. and all that stuff. You know what's interesting too is I went back like recently, within the last week, I watched the original Exorcist. Because I had never really sat down and watched it beginning to end. So I had a moment at work. And I, <laughs> and it, you know, part of it is that it's funny because back then it was all terrifying. Yeah. But when you watch it now compared to what we see now, it's so. Ba- I mean, that movie was still groundbreaking and creepy, but it's nothing compared to some of the stuff that's out there now where it looks yeah. crazy realistic. I, I saw something in a trailer one time that freaked me out for the remake of Evil Dead. Uh-huh. It was like a lady, it was like a ghost lady possessed demon licking a knife and her tongue split. I was like, ah, I can't do oh, that. God, don't even say those things. That I just know. It freaks me out so bad. They say, though, the reason I bring it up is because right now with everything going on in the world, I mean, 
you can't say enough about 2020 and, and all mm. that it's done to us. I take it very personally, obviously. But yeah. people <laughs> who are big fans of horror movies are having an easier time dealing with the pandemic oh. and everything that it brings with it because of the extreme nature of what you watch and what you deal with and the emotions that watching an extreme horror movie brings to you. And it's fiction. And you process it. Even though it's fiction, your brain processes it hmm. in the same way. And so if you're a fan of those horror movies and you watch them regularly, you're kind of desensitized to horrible <laughs> things that happen in the real world. That's It's interesting because, you know, I know Charlie, you used to be more into it, but a huge, you know, big fan of The Walking Dead. And yeah. there's a lot of things, even though it's uh, completely fictionalized, where you do go, well, what would I do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. And so I could see some of that for sure. Uh, just some of the aspects of a horror movie where you're like, <laughs> what would I do if this happened? Or like The Purge. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking of was The Purge. And it's like, you know, you... When you watch movies like that, you kind of think, like you said, even though they're fiction, you think, what would I do in this situation? Because they're not 100% off from being possible. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, The Purge, I can totally see that happening. We were just talking about that over the weekend, and I was like, you know, some people are like, oh, I'd be, you know, waiting with my guns. And I was like, I would be hiding because somebody that I didn't even know hated me would try and come and kill me. <laughs> no. Or or like it's in that like, movie, just a, a random, like not even something connected to you. that would. Happen. Well, they might just kill me because they can. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's awful. I would never watch that movie just because I know the premise and that kind of stuff would just, I'd be awake at night. It would just bother me so much. I can't watch those things anymore. You would probably try in the first see i've watched all of them now at this mm-hmm. point yeah. but in the first one there's a whole like security home system with like shutters and stuff like i'm surprised you don't already have that right that would totally a, that would totally be his house you don't have a panic room well you wouldn't tell me even if you did <laughs> he's not gonna tell us yeah that's a good point <laughs> i've thought about it i've thought about the links to which you could go to make a panic room that is fireproof and impenetrable and it's not cost effective, you know. I will tell you something. My boyfriend is an electrician and they work on a lot of new construction. And he has told me that he's seeing more and more houses building panic rooms. Really? Yeah. I watched a movie the other day and it semi related, but not. It was like there were secret passages and stuff in this. It was an old house and mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was part of it. But like that's something I would want to design into into my house. Like I would love to have a bookcase that moved and a tunnel I could hide. Oh, how like cool some, would that some be? Like some back stairs that nobody knows yeah, about. Yeah, but like I want to be had. Yeah, but it's got to be really cool. Like, and it, not even necessarily Batman where you hit three notes on the piano or like you twist a nose. Like I, I just want something where. It'd be a neat way to get into it, and then I could be completely like in the walls of my house. You know, my grandmother had a little secret passageway that went from her bedroom to the front bedroom, and it was like a, it went through the closets. And mm-hmm. it had been, at, I, th- I think they used to say it was something for the, it was a, an old house, and they used the words, it was like for the servant to come from one part yeah. of the house to the other. But, then they turned it into two closets. And I was always fascinated by that. I would shimmy through the old 1970s clothes to go through the secret passageway. But that's the closest I ever had to one of those in real life. One that, of my yeah, best friends growing up, um, her family 
owned one of the oldest large houses in our hometown and it was her her grandma lived there and sometimes we get to go stay there and oh my gosh I was so fascinated with that house because it had had like a dumb waiter and yes, things like love that it. and it had some back passageways and things like that which I guess back in the day were for the servants but oh my gosh I adored that house it was so neat my grandparents in Ohio had a laundry chute and mm-hmm. me and my sister used to play with that thing for hours. <laughs> we like, had a that laundry was, shoot. That was cool enough. We'd just throw stuff down it. Did we had a laundry shoot in my house. No, we did not. I was think, it, would you have been killed had you tried it, you think? I don't think killed. I don't, I don't think it would have gone well. Probably wouldn't Ours, see, but what would have happened was is I probably would have talked my sister into doing it, and she would have gotten hurt, <laughs> and then I would get in trouble. So Ours went straight down from the... It was in my yeah. parents' closet, and it was it went straight down through the main floor to the basement, and so yeah, you would have gotten you might not have died, but you'd have gotten hurt. I think my sister had one. It was just an open. It wasn't even like a laundry chute. There was like an open, just a hole. Yeah. Just a hole. yeah, you're supposed to have those repaired. A, that's your dirty drawers hole over there. This is where I All keep right. my dirty drawers and my possums. All right, so I got some news from New York City. New oh, New, New York, York City. City. This is a headline that will freak you out because I think that maybe they've rushed into this. You know, New York kind of leads the charge in a lot of things with fashion and with food trends and stuff like that. Yeah. But but I think they maybe should have thought a little bit longer on this. New York City to officially ban pooping in subways and on buses. Oh, what? man. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't go there, where else can I go? Can you believe that wasn't already banned? What has right. been going on? It was in- implied. Well, yeah, these buses and subways, they don't have public toilets. So that means it was just happening right there. Real talk. I have had, in D.C., I had a couple touch-and-go moments. And and I was like, oh, I wonder where the nearest bathroom is. And that's true. There is nothing down there. Oh, no, you just got to get off the subway and go to the bathroom. But it's never that easy. And I can imagine in New York City that there's certain times where, you you know, wherever you are, you don't want to surface into the city. But, I had a I had a oof. girlfriend who used to ride the bus in D.C. and she reported one day that a homeless man got on the bus at one stop, peed on the bus, and got off the bus at the next stop. <laughs> <laughs> he just did that on purpose. It's like this for you. You know, I've heard other people who live in cities have experienced that, and I never once, I never once witnessed it in action, either either one or two. Like so, I, I guess. Part of me it feels lucky, and part of me feels bummed out that I miss that experience. Come on, man. Well, there's something to <laughs> just hear me yeah, out. Never had a, a hobo never peed on the bus where <laughs> no. I was. But for man, the story, for this worst. for the story, it would be worth it. Like Nothing for me, I me. Oh man, you guys won't ever believe this. Check this out. I, you know, look, there's a lot of things in my life that I wish would happen just for having the story. Right. So. <sighs> I, now, I had a couple homeless people that I think might have recently done it and might have missed wherever they were being. But, <laughs> they were still carrying it around with them. Oh, all of it. <laughs> so what, what do you guys think during our difficult times that we're all going through now? And, you know, I feel like we're, we're doing better. I feel like the general vibe is better. Like, like the light switches, the dimmer is being lifted just a little bit. Would you guys agree with that? Somewhat. Uh, 
damn, well, don't be so into it. Don't agree well, too hard. No, because it's like whenever it's like we take one step forward and then five other things yeah. happen. So it, like, yeah, I mean, it's great if everything opens back up like it's supposed to. But then it's like you wait for the other shoe to drop. I and I'm not trying to be negative, light, yeah. but yeah, I'm still. I just have this feeling, this optimistic feeling that things are getting better. Like I just see Which it. Which is good. I, I feel that wave coming. But as things have been difficult for the last six months, People are turning to comfort foods like a boss. And what do you think is the number one American comfort food that people are gobbling up? Mac and cheese. That's on there, but that ain't number one. Pizza? Pizza is the number one comfort food. Oh, I had pizza the other day. It was nice. But that's not my comfort food. That's just my food. (laughs) (laughs) That's like that thing they they came out with. a, A doctor said that you can occasionally eat all the pizza you want and it won't affect your health and my first thought was i don't think they know how much pizza charlie wants. <laughs> you don't know me That's right, right. And, and do i get to mix it up and have different pizzas because then it's oh. it is on oh look at this pizza huh. pizza the number one comfort food during these troubling times followed by burgers mm. yeah. ice cream number three no and then french fries and then mac and cheese and then spaghetti and meatballs yeah. I've been craving uh, ribs a lot, but that's just because I was watching a show about cooking ribs. Holy crap. You said ribs now. I'm not going to be able to get it off my <laughs> I know. My Try watching a nonstop series on Netflix about it. Which about side ribs? note? Well, I, I didn't want to freak somebody out in the room, but it, there's it's called like a barbecue thing, and it, it goes... <laughs> It goes much further into that. But it's not barbecue. It's not just barbecue. Actually, they haven't done chopped pork once, I think. Oh. I need a new show because I did uh, Ozark, I did Sneaky Pete, I did Godless, and I'm looking around and I'm thinking it, it might have to be, what the hell's the one with Walter White? Oh, Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. I'm thinking it might have to be Breaking Bad. Have y'all both seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, I, no, I, I, he I did. I, I've never watched it. It's a roller coaster of emotion. I love it. And if, But you didn't do Ozark yet, did you? No, I still haven't done Ozark. Oh, wow. I can't believe you haven't done Ozark. It's awesome. We're on, we just started Yellowstone. And then, like, I always have a side show that I watch whenever none of the guys are home. Yeah. And right now I'm on Grace and Frankie. I love it. I like the idea of that one. What do you think of Yellowstone? Because I gave you a comment about my thoughts on the couple of episodes I watched. We, we're three episodes in. Um, I mean, I, you said you thought Costner was overacting, but that's just Costner. Uh, I think that's the character he always plays and I really has wanted, always played. I really wanted to like it. It's a beautiful show, but God, oh, yeah. I can't get over him. See, I don't think you'd like some of the stuff that I like because I like a lot of sci-fi stuff. So I watch stuff. I'm wa- no, not butt stuff. <laughs> oh. Sci-fi butt stuff. <laughs> Beep. Wait a minute. What show is that? <laughs> Sci-fi butts. If you talk to your little fire stick remote and it goes boop and you say sci-fi butt stuff, it'll find it for you. Alexa, play something I like. Playing sci-fi butt stuff. <laughs> nice. No, but go ahead. What's your sci-fi butt stuff show you were talking about? <laughs> well, this is, which is funny because some of it is like that. But all right. No, because I like the show... One show I think you should check out is Lovecraft Country, and that's mm-hmm. on HBO, but that that's a weekly. Yep. And then the other one I was watching is called Raised by Wolves, and it <laughs> has nothing to do. It's just crazy space out of, out of here, real weird from Ridley Scott. That's wolves another, that's, in space? No, there's not even wolves. <laughs> I, it's, I, 
I don't space know. wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Space wolves. Space wolves. Is that the la, theme la, song? La 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 la. Space yep. wolves. Mm-hmm. That's it. The other one you might want to. Well, you don't have Amazon Prime. See, that's where it starts to get yeah, weird. Because you do. Okay, then. Um, above, above, man in the high castle is interesting. I think I have everything on this fire stick. I got everything. I, I heard, found out um, I can get Mandalorian on it. Is it the Last Kingdom? That's good, too. With the Vikings. I heard that's really good. I I really like that that. one. I can't do that crap. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. I love Vikings. I don't know. All right. I think think (laughs) we're just about at time, are we not? Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool. Final (laughs) thoughts from Charlie. Uh, uh, Yeah. You don't know how much pizza I can eat. Don't you tell me I can eat all the pizza (laughs) I want. Dang. I want some ribs and some pizza and some (laughs) Yeti. What about you? Remember... Floor food is only okay if it's dry or if you pick it up real quick and a dog hasn't gotten into it yet, mm-hmm. unless you rinse it. Or you get the top half. Well, top half is or, good. Actually, never mind. Just eat it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Man, we love you. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Call the Simon Line if you ever have anything that you feel like we need to hear. 336-373-0987 is the number. And if they allow it to happen... We'd never know. But if they allow it to happen, we'll do this again next week. We hope you'll check it out. Fingers crossed. Next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.